Hello, this is Nikdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 14th of March. We saw some strange weather in Delhi today. Rain and hailstones and then a sudden burst of sunshine. Coming to the news of the day. With two more people testing positive for coronavirus in Maharashtra, the number of infected individuals in the state has gone up to 19. In Uttar Pradesh, one more person tested positive for COVID-19 today. The case was reported in the state capital of Lucknow. With this, the overall number of people who have tested positive for the virus in Uttar Pradesh has reached 12. An American couple who came to a hospital in Kerala showing symptoms of coronavirus yesterday and went missing later have been tracked down and quarantined. 21 Indians who were stranded in Italy were brought to Kochi today, following which they were shifted to Aluva Hospital for investigation. Kerala has 19 cases of coronavirus, the highest in India. But the state has shown some stellar response in dealing with the pandemic. From home delivery of midday meals to now providing online training courses for over 81,000 primary school teachers. Another case of the deadly virus was confirmed in Telangana today, taking the total number of those infected in the state to two. The patient with travel history to Italy has been admitted to the state-run Gandhi Hospital in the city for quarantine purposes. Educational institutions including schools, colleges and universities from Punjab, Himachal Pradesh, Kerala, Uttar Pradesh, Manipur and West Bengal have been directed to remain shut. The West Bengal government has sealed the state's border with Bhutan in the wake of the outbreak. The functioning of the Supreme Court too will be restricted to urgent matters from Monday onwards when six benches will sit to hear such cases. The Rashtriya Swayamsevak Sangh has also suspended the three-day annual meeting of its highest decision-making body that was scheduled to begin today. India recorded the second death due to the pandemic last night after a 68-year-old woman passed away in Delhi's Ram Manohar Lohia Hospital. The Ministry of Health and Family Welfare said that there are 84 people in total who are infected with the novel coronavirus as of today. Sanjeeva Kumar, the Special Secretary of Health, said that out of the total 84 positive cases, 10 people have fully recovered and have been discharged. The Home Ministry has said that 4 lakh rupees will be paid as compensation to the families of people who lose their lives due to the virus. The help will also be extended to those involved in relief operations or associated in response activities. Over 4,000 people have been put under surveillance. The centre has also decided to treat coronavirus as a notified disaster for the purpose of providing assistance under the State Disaster Response Fund. Pakistan has agreed to participate in Prime Minister Narendra Modi's proposed video conference of SARC member nations on ways to fight the coronavirus pandemic. Pakistan Foreign Office spokesperson Aisha Farooqi said that the special assistant to Pakistan Prime Minister on Health, Zafar Mirza, will also be part of the video conference. Modi had reached out to the leaders of SARC member nations on Friday and suggested a video conference to come up with a strategy to contain the rapidly spreading disease. Nepal Prime Minister K.P. Sharma Oli, Sri Lankan President Gotabaya Rajapaksha, Maldives President Ibrahim Mohamed Soli had welcomed Modi's proposal. All SARC countries have reported cases of coronavirus. India has the highest number among the eight-member group. It is also the only SARC country to have reported deaths due to coronavirus. Pakistan has 28 cases, Maldives has 9, and Afghanistan has 7. Sri Lanka and Bangladesh have 6 and 3 cases respectively, while Bhutan and Nepal have reported 1 case each. 
Madhya Pradesh police has registered a case against around 35 unidentified people in connection with an incident in which BJP leader Jyotiraditya Sindhya was shown black flags in Bhopal. Congress workers had waved black flags at Sindhya in Kamla Park area of Bhopal when he was on his way to the airport last evening. Around midnight yesterday, BJP workers had staged a protest at Shamla Hills police station alleging that the Congress protesters not only blocked Sindhya's car but also attacked him. During the protest led by BJP's Bhopal district unit chief, the party workers demanded registration of a case against those involved in the incident. Former Madhya Pradesh chief minister and BJP leader Shivraj Singh Chauhan had on Friday demanded action against those involved in what he called a life-threatening attack. Reacting to BJP's allegations, State Congress Secretary Abdul Nafis said that the Congress workers were protesting peacefully. He alleged that the police have registered the case against the protesters under pressure from BJP leaders. Meanwhile, senior Congress leader and former Madhya Pradesh Chief Minister Digvijay Singh hit out at Jyotiraditya Sindhya over his switch to the Bharatiya Janata Party, saying that hunger for power is more important than credibility for some people. Singh said that he had never thought that Sindhya would deceive the Congress and the Gandhi family. Expressing his disappointment over Sindhya's move, Singh tweeted, and I quote, I never expected Maharaj to cross over and ditch Congress and Gandhi family. And for what? Rajya Sabha and a cabinet berth under Modi Shah? Sad. Never expected this from him. Unquote. Talking of the Maharaja, do read our reporter Pratik's eye-opening ground report from the former Congress MP's constituency of Guna. While the Sindhya family gave them tall promises of development, the people of Guna constituency continued to live in abject poverty with a growing sense of betrayal. It is no wonder that the so-called Maharaja lost his seat from here in the 2019 general elections. The report is titled Madhya Pradesh. They voted for Sindhyas for decades but received poverty in return. To help us in our endeavor to continue bringing you such ground reports, do consider subscribing to News Laundry. Many of you might not be aware but News Laundry is an ad-free news platform and that is solely because we believe that in this age of information and misinformation the public that is you need to pay to keep news free not advertisers or sponsors because when the public pays the public is served but when the advertiser pays the advertiser is served The Uttar Pradesh government has approved the UP recovery of damage to public properties ordinance 2020 The ordinance deals with damage to government and private property during political processions. The government's move came a day after the Supreme Court told it that there was no law against putting up hoardings with names, photographs and addresses of anti-citizenship amendment act protesters. A two-judge vacation bench was hearing a special leave petition filed by the Uttar Pradesh government against the Allahabad High Court order to remove the hoardings in Lucknow. Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath chaired a cabinet meeting on Friday evening where the decision was taken. Cabinet Minister Siddharth Nath Singh said that prior to the ordinance the recovery of damages was done via government order. He claimed that during the cabinet meeting all ministers praised the chief minister for his decision to approach the Supreme Court as it will help prevent incidents of vandalism and damage to public properties in the future. The Supreme Court on Thursday had refused to stay the Allahabad High Court verdict but referred the matter to a three-judge regular bench. President Trump declared a national emergency yesterday over the coronavirus pandemic in the US. He announced steps that he said would speed up the availability of testing. 
Earlier today, the House passed a bill reflecting a deal with his administration to provide billions of dollars to help sick workers and prop up a slumping economy. Markets rallied behind Trump's emergency declaration, which he said would free up $50 billion for states and localities to cope up with the outbreak. This is separate from the congressional relief measure and will allow the Treasury Department to delay tax filing deadlines for some individuals and businesses. During a news conference in the Rose Garden, the president also said that he would indefinitely suspend interest collections on federal student loans, although no bills would go down. He said his plan would speed up the ability of Americans to be tested for the virus. It includes private partnerships to speed tests to the market and a website designed by Google where Trump said potential patients could enter their symptoms and be directed to drive-through testing centers. The president said that the website would be available starting on Sunday with the goal of allowing all Americans who needed a test to get one very safely, quickly and conveniently. Trump has also instructed the Energy Department to buy enough oil to fill the nation's strategic petrol reserve to the top. At the news conference, however, the president followed none of the safety protocols recommended to combat the spread of the virus. He shook hands with multiple administration officials and chief executives and also shared a microphone with them. Mr. Trump, maybe you should learn a thing or two from NBA player Rudy Gobert. Now for some homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. Do read Meghnad's latest piece for our Bloodlust TV section where he called out all the sponsors of Z News editor Sudhir Chaudhary's spiteful Islamophobic DNA show based on a plagiarized chart on the imaginary types of jihad. Also, you must check out Mehraj's interview of the former IAS officer and activist Kanan Gopinathan. Gopinathan talks about the Kafkaesque nature of bureaucracy in India, the need to question those in power, and his own journey from working on free-scale semiconductors to being an officer of the Indian Administrative Services. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. And don't forget to wash your hands. See you on Monday. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.